Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow, implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way, and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. Welcome back. And let's continue our conversation about supporting your team by talking about programs and challenges that you can do over the summer. And I like doing something like this over the summer because it keeps your team motivated. It helps them make progress and it helps you structure your support. In this episode, I'm going to go over all the ins and outs of putting together a challenge for your team and give you all the details for how to run it from start to finish. Whenever you do a special program for your team, whether it's a challenge or a special training group, you want to have a a beginning and an end for it. And I found that six to eight weeks is usually a really good time frame to run these kind of things because it gives people enough time to get into the groove of the program, get some results from it, and finish it before they get bored or lose interest. So if you're doing this during the summer, then I would lean more towards the eight week length because you want to have a little bit extra time for if people miss a week because they're on vacation. Now, once you decide what you want to do, outline your program and advertise it a week or two in advance, and then you want to have people sign up for it. You want to have a deadline for them to sign up because you want to know who you're serving and you want them to commit to the program. So making a decision to do it by signing up for it is going to help them be more successful. If they can't raise their hand or say, yes, I want to do this, they're probably not going to finish the program. So don't drag anyone into the program. If they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. If now's not the right time for them, that's okay. Nothing's being taken away from them. Sometimes someone like Susie is not going to sign up for whatever reason, but she's going to see everyone having fun and making progress in it. And then about two weeks into the program, she's going to come to you and ask to join it. Now, obviously it's up to you if you want her to join it, but I personally would say no. You don't have time to catch Susie up because by that time you're a third or the quarter of the way into it. So Susie can do it next time and she can certainly still participate in the training that you're doing and she can certainly continue to build her business. You're not holding her back, but you're not helping her or anyone else in your team by not drawing a line. And sometimes FOMO is a good thing. So when you're advertising your program, talk about what's expected of the participants, what support you're going to provide, and what they can expect from participating. So for example, if you're doing a program where you're focusing on sales, tell them that they're going to get a point for every dollar that they sell and that you're providing training on how to sell at events, parties, and in their VIP group. And tell them that they're going to learn some new skills, increase their personal volume, and build momentum for the fall. At the beginning of the program, or while you're still answering questions about it, I would be very clear that you're not going to chase anyone down to participate in it, to watch training, or to turn in their trackers to be eligible for points or prizes. Don't do for one what you can't do for a hundred. Right now, you might be running something like this for 10 people, and it doesn't seem like a big deal to send a couple individual reminders every now and then. But next summer, when your group is 10 times as big as it is now, you're not going to have time to send reminders to 10 to 20 people. 
So start acting like your future self so your team acts like your future team. Now you're going to have about 10 to 50% of your team sign up for the program. And then about 10 to 50% of the signups are going to drop out before it's over. And I know some of you think that sounds discouraging, but I'm not telling you this to discourage you. I'm telling you this so that you can plan appropriately. If you have 10 people on your team, that means one to five are going to sign up for the program and two to four are going to finish it. If you can help two to four people make significant progress, create new habits, feel successful, and build momentum for the fall, I would call that a win. Focus on the people who show up. What you focus on expands. Now, if your team is small, or even if you just want to team up with another leader, then go ahead and do that. But make sure you have discussions about expectations before you get started. So for example, if all of her people drop out of the program, is she still expected to do the duties that she's committed to? And if you're doing prizes, how are you going to share the cost for that? If you have leaders on your team, this is a really good opportunity for them to learn how to run a challenge like this. So if you want to partner with them and they go ahead and you know, share the training opportunities and share in the prizes and things like that, great. You can go ahead and do it that way. Or she can go ahead and run her own program independent of yours, but you're going to support her by training her on how to run the program. So your program can focus on a specific skill or result like sales or team building, or it can focus on growth in general. Think about what your team is currently doing and what would be the next step or the next level. So for example, if your team is consistently selling, you might want to focus on team building. If your team is large, then chances are there's going to be a lot of areas that you could focus on because everyone's going to be at a different place. And that's fine. I'm going to give you ideas for how you can serve everyone. Now, whenever you give a challenge, even if it's just a booking blitz for one day, you have to provide support in the form of resources or training. When you're doing a six to eight week program, layer the training throughout the program. So some participants will already know what to do because they've learned it and they've been doing it already. But it's always a good reminder for them and they might learn something new from a training or get a tip for a tweak. The first training topic should be the first step of what they need to know to be successful. So if you're doing a team building challenge, I would start with how to invite people to opportunity events. Now, if someone needs to know how to book parties, then point her to the resource that's going to help her with that and encourage her to go through it as quickly as possible. And this is why it's really important to explain what you'll be focusing on when you're advertising the challenge. If this person comes to you before the challenge starts and says she's not sure she should do it or not because she doesn't have a full calendar, it's up to you if you want to encourage her to do it. If it's a challenge that just focuses on the skill of recruiting, I would tell her that if she wants to start recruiting, she should probably sign up for this challenge. But first, she should watch some training videos on how to book parties. But if it's a leadership development challenge and the expected outcome is for everyone to promote to the first level of leadership or at least recruit enough people to meet the title requirements, I would have a prerequisite of having a full party calendar before everyone joins the program. So if this person can get four to six parties on the calendar before the challenge starts, great. Otherwise, she's going to be frustrated and chances are so will you. So you want to layer the training because if you dump all the training on them at once, they're not going to retain it. 
And if someone wants to learn more or learn at a faster pace, you probably have training in your Facebook group or in your back office that they can access on their own. And of course, they can always ask you questions in your Facebook group. But for the group in general, start by teaching them how to invite people to an opportunity event. And then the next week, you can do a quick 10-minute training on how to talk about the opportunity at a party and then continue to layer the training. So each training session doesn't have to be a big formal to-do. You can just go live, you could post a link to a resource, or you could even ask a participant to share some tips. All right, let's talk about tracking progress. Now, I like doing both an individual reward and challenge and one for the whole team. So this way, your competitive business builders will feel challenged and rewarded because they're going to want to win and get recognition. And your team members who are focusing on having a summer of rest can still contribute something toward the team goal. Whatever you do, you want the rules to be clear and have the achievements be easy to track. So if you're focusing on team building and you're giving points for when they have guests at an opportunity event, what does that mean? Does that mean that they have to come to one of your group events or can people do one-on-one chats? And if they can do one-on-one chats and still get points for it, what exactly does a one-on-one chat mean? Because some people think an opportunity chat is answering a few questions over Messenger. I would not count that as a chat. Just be really clear about how they can earn points for what activities. I give points for when someone signs up, but I would give extra points for when their recruit becomes active, however you define that, because most career plans and company incentives only recognize recruits who are active. And signing up is great. It's the first step, but typically they're not going to get trip points. It's not going to count towards a promotion if the person signs up and never does anything with their business. So what you're training here is how to recruit and how to team build. So if being active means that they sold $500 in a month, then that's the cutoff. If a new recruit sells $495, it doesn't count. And some of you are thinking, oh, well, I'd round up. It's not that big of a deal. Well, you might, but your company won't. So if you're $5 short from meeting your title requirements, you're not going to get paid at title. There has to be a cutoff somewhere. So make it easy on yourself and set up black and white rules at the beginning. And as much as you can, award points for things that you can see in your back office, such as sales and recruits and, you know, things like that. If you're going to reward something that you can't see in your back office, such as sending messages or closing parties, then have them report that activity. And I'd have them give you the first name of the host or whoever they sent messages to, to make it more accurate and more legit. I would have them do it weekly or at least every other week so that people can gauge how they're doing compared to other people. Plus, this is going to help you assess how the program's going. You don't want to get five weeks into the program and find out that no one's getting any results or doing the activities. You want to be able to adjust your training and support if you need to before you get too far in. So when you're creating your reward system, you want to reward the actions and results that you want to see, but you want to start where your team is because you want them to have some success right away. So if you want your team to start recruiting and they're not recruiting at all right now, I would reward them for having guests attend opportunity events and for their attending opportunity events too, even if they don't have guests coming to that event, because watching you do an opportunity event is going to be great training for them. And they'll actually get a lot more out of the training if they don't have a guest attend because they'll be focusing on what you're doing rather than hoping their guest signs up. 
Now, of course, you can reward people who are recruiting, but if most of your team hasn't recruited yet, they're not going to be motivated by a results-only incentive. So reward them for the activities that are going to lead to results. So do recognition weekly or at least every other week. You, You can do a running total for the whole challenge to date and a weekly total. And the benefit of doing both is that when someone pulls far, far ahead of everyone else, a weekly score gives everyone a chance to get recognized. I would do it this way, even if it isn't a competition. Now, you might be thinking, how am I going to do this when I have 100 people in a challenge? How am I going to track everything and recognize everyone? Well, there's a couple different ways you could do that. One way is to have your assistant do it. When you have 100 people in a challenge, you're going to have an assistant. And if you don't have an assistant, you're not going to have 100 people in a challenge. And that's a conversation for another day. And even if you are using your assistant, have your team self-report anything that you can't see in your back office. So give them a deadline to turn in their sheets or their numbers or however you're tracking something before each recognition period. And of course, you want to give them a deadline for the end of the challenge too. And this would be a hard, non-negotiable deadline for me. So if someone is out of town and she forgot to turn her points in, well, then it's too bad, so sad because your company does it like this. You have to submit your parties and orders by a certain time and date to count for the month or for an incentive. And I would also encourage everyone to do some kind of self-celebration. So have them acknowledge their progress and their wins and every time they step out of their comfort zone. We had a call this week in my LEAP program, and one of the leaders was sharing how she was so excited that she stepped out of her comfort zone, and it resulted in having six people sign up for her authorship and getting orders from people she didn't even know were paying attention to her. And one of the reasons she said she was able to step out of her comfort zone was because she knew she had the support of the program, the support of me, and the support of the other people in the program. And she knew that they would celebrate her success and support her if she needed it. And if you can create a culture like that in your team where everyone is supporting and celebrating each other, oh my gosh, just imagine what your team will look like and imagine what your team will be able to do. So encourage self-celebration and encourage everyone to celebrate along with everyone else. Now, I like to use a theme for these kind of events because it helps with things like a scoreboard or a tracker and with prizes. So one summer, I did a summer of success. SOS. And we had a nautical theme for the tracker and and the prizes. And I used a lot of puns like sail into the fall by booking three parties and recruit your crew by inviting people to an opportunity event. And then I created training and pointed them to resources that are going to help them with the skills that they needed to be successful. And then another summer, I did 101 days a summer. And each person picked one thing that they were going to do or achieve 101 times. So someone might have picked sending 101 messages. Someone else might have picked selling 101 products or adding 101 people to their customer base. And again, I made sure that they had the resources that they needed to be successful. And when I did the 101 days of summer, we also did a team goal of reaching 101 achievements. So whenever someone closed a party, her name and the name of the host went into a drawing. And when we as a team closed 101 parties, I drew a name and the consultant and the host won a prize. And we did the same thing. We had a separate drawing for guests who came to opportunity events. Another theme I did was about traveling across the country. And I used a lot of road trip references. 
So depending on the size of your team, and if you wanted to do something like this, you could have a team goal of having a host in every state or having a product shipped to every state and then have a team goal of filling up the entire map. When someone closes the party in Idaho, write her name in Idaho. It's up to you if you want to let other people get credit for Idaho after the first person claimed it. And you could also do something where each dollar they sell equals a mile, and you can see how far they can travel or how many states they can visit. And they can get bonus miles for recruits or for guests who come to an opportunity event, whatever it is that you want to reward. Let's wrap up by talking about prizes. Surprises can be something that goes with your theme if you're using a theme. And so if you're doing a travel theme, you could use luggage tags or travel bags. And one time we gave license plate holders. If you have a leadership store in your back office, see if there's anything you can use there as a prize. My team loved anything that had the company's logo on it or retired products. And sometimes I would give them play money and let them shop my team's store and get whatever they wanted. And one time we did an auction and that was really fun. You could also offer special training opportunities like a one-on-one training or a small group coaching call. And you can do drawings or you could do inclusive prizes where everyone who reaches a milestone gets it. Or if you have a team goal, you could do a special training or activity when the whole team reaches the goal. Or you could do points that they can turn in for prizes. Or you could also do top three or top five or top 10 point earners. You know your team, just do something that's motivating to them. And this is a great opportunity to play around with things. So if you always do a drawing, then maybe do a drawing, but also do points just to see if points are motivating to them. So play around with this. And as always, if you have any questions, then send me a DM or ask in the Facebook group. Thank you for tuning in. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Kelly D. Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.